Well, <laughs> I'm sorry for all my fans out there who are angry because I led you astray. Um, a lot happened this past weekend. Uh, well, we're going to be doing two recordings on week 26. No, wait, 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 hang on. It's week 25. My bad. I'm, I'm messed up. Welcome to 52 Weeks of MLB Baseball, the podcast show that covers all 52 weeks of the MLB year, starting from number one to number 52. We are on week number 25. Hi, my name is Ian Young. I will be the host of this podcast. We are almost halfway through. Big shout out to Anderson Davis for the amazing intro and a big shout out to his good friend, Josh Peterson, for the amazing logo. They both did very good on that, and I'm very grateful for that. If you would like to actually help out this podcast and make this podcast even better, please email my personal podcast podcasting email. It is not my personal email. It is my personal podcasting email, 52weeksofbaseball at gmail.com. No spaces and no caps. That will be in the description of this episode. Please check that out. And please give me your ideas. And if you can help me out on this podcast, I would be very grateful. Let's jump into week number 25. Well, 25th episode of my podcasting career. I started this podcast up in January. Of course, it was the first week of January because, you know, 52 weeks of only baseball. 25th week, we are almost halfway through the MLB year. Week number 26 will be coming up. We will be 50% of the way through. It has gone by so fast, and I'm so grateful for everyone who is willing to listen to this podcast because... It is a big deal to me, and I am so grateful because it just you all have, you all just listening is enough support, and a lot happened this this past week. Again, twenty fifth just twenty fifth episode for me, a very very uh, big feat for me. Uh, of course, when we uh, go to number fifty, that'll be even a bigger one, and I'm hoping I can get to a hundred episodes for my podcasting career, and it's just, it's enjoyable. Thank you all for supporting me. Thank you all for listening. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to this podcast and tell all your friends about it because we still need listeners. We got some, but we still need some. We always want to make it better. All right, moving on into the MLB week. Wander Franco, Wander Front Franco, I'm sorry, Wander Franco made his MLB debut, and of course, as the hype said, and as the hype set in for him, he hit a home run in his first major league at bat. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's going to be hyped up probably for the rest of the year. That's just what happens when someone comes up and hits a home run for their first hit. Not only their first hit, but their first at bat in the major leagues. Tyler Stevenson, actually, his first hit in the major leagues was a home run. But, of course, since he came from Cincinnati and wasn't the top prospect in the entire league, he's not getting a bunch of hype because, you know, Cincinnati has been bad for the past 
you know, so so years. I can't even count it anymore. It's such a low city that no one, you know, watch, watches Cincinnati baseball. They'd rather watch the top prospect like Wander Franco. Franco, geez. Anyway, Wander Franco, though, had a very good MLB debut. Congrats to him, the number one prospect, finally coming up. It was kind of hinted when they traded Willie Adamas. It's finally here. Good job for him, and I hope he has a good, lustrous career. Moving on to other news, too. The Diamondbacks snap their 24-game road losing streak. An MLB record 24-game road losing streak. They snap it. They did They did win on the road. Good for them because they still hold the number one pick in next year's draft if things go like this the entire time. <coughs> yeah, so the Diamondbacks snapping that 24-game road losing streak is very good. And, you know, hopefully they can uh, continue on with it. So good for them. And, you know, still got that number one pick. So let's see how they do for the rest of the year. Let's move into the standings update. I do know that this is a Monday, but I recorded everything from a Sunday just because from yesterday, which was Sunday, just because to keep that week 25, 52 weeks kind of vibe in there. So for the standings update, we always start off what we always start off with the AL East at number one. We've got the Tampa Bay Rays with 47 wins and 31 losses. The Tampa Bay Rays have been playing excellent baseball. Of course, Wander Franco came up and did really well for them. And what else does it say about the Rays? They are – I was not expecting this out of the Rays just because of how much they lost in the offseason, Blake Snell among others. And, you know, the Rays are looking very good. So good for them. Congrats to them, and hopefully they can keep it up. Moving on to the rest of the division, at number two, the Boston Red Sox at 46 wins and 31 losses. Number three, the New York Yankees at 40 wins and 36 losses. Number four, the Toronto Blue Jays at 39 wins and 36 losses. And number five, the Baltimore Orioles at 24 wins and 53 losses. My pick to win the division, New York Yankees, still climbing up there, but I hope they don't anymore because I don't want them to see in the playoffs. I don't want to see them in the playoffs. I just don't. And right now, they would not be in the playoffs because the Cleveland Indians and the Boston Red Sox are both beating them out for that wild card spot. Oh, and the Oakland Athletics. Forgot about them. Anyway, they are not – they're a good team, but, I mean, it's just too much hype around them. I mean, Aaron Judge is getting all-star votes, even though he shouldn't. It's a popularity contest. Popular, popular, popular. Well, guess what? You got guys like Jesse Winker, Nick Castellanos, Tyler Naquin. Even, Tyler Naquin even is – doing really well for the Reds this year, and he is just not getting enough popularity because guess what? They're from low-town Cincinnati, not the big New York City like everybody else comes from. That's how it, how it is. Uh, ha- the Boston Red Sox are half a game back of, of the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, again, I don't know if that's really true right now because I did take these recordings from yesterday. Don't know how that looks right now. It might be a tie for the division. Who knows? I, I I don't know. Moving on to the AL Central, number one. My pick to win the division, the Chicago White Sox at 44 wins and 31 losses. The Chicago White Sox playing really well. They've got great young talent, offense heating up. 
Their pitching is just amazing. I am it, it is fun to watch the White Sox when they play. It is just absolutely fun. They're keeping it up. They're doing really well, and I hope to see them in the World Series, just like my prediction said. Moving on to the rest of the division, number two, the Cleveland Indians at 41 wins and 32 losses. Number three, the Kansas City Royals at 33 wins, 33 wins and 42 losses. Number four, the Detroit Tigers at 33 wins and 44 losses. Number five, the Minnesota Twins at 32 wins and 43 losses. Still at number five, the Minnesota Twins, they actually tied for last place with the Detroit Tigers. And it's just kind of weird again to see the Twins in last place. Now I'm now I did get you give you the update about on the Chicago White Sox or my pick to win the division. The Cleveland Indians, though, the only competition I am seeing out of that division. The rest of the division just trash. I thought the Kansas City Royals was actually going to be a sneaky team. They are doing a whole lot better than last year, but they are not doing what I thought they would do and be an underdog team this year. The Cleveland Indians are the only threat to the Chicago White Sox, but the Indians have had some very bad injuries. They've had Shane Bieber gone. They've had Aaron Savali gone. They've had most of, the, if not their whole entire starting pitching staff gone. They're using guys that I haven't even heard of. I mean, have you ever heard of Sam Hedges? I Well, I guess Sam Hedges, yeah, I guess he was a top prospect. Eli Morgan, too, but just these guys. The Indians are, that's my only fear, is that they might drop more under the White Sox because of all of their injuries. But that's okay for me because the White Sox were my picks to win the division. Moving on to the AL West, the number one, my pick, finally, they take over the top of the division, the Houston Astros at 48 wins and 29 losses. Yeah, all you baby faces, suckers out there, you thought that the Astros weren't that, that good. Because you thought that they cheat. The only way that they could win is if they cheat. Ha! Guess what? They're at the top of the division. I told you that they could do it. Dusty Baker turns this team around. It's very good. And they've got some really good young talent out there. Pitching-wise, just amazing young talent. Hitting as well. Jose Altuve finding his spot. They get everybody back healthy. Alex Bregman. And they start taking off. The Astros are not a bad team. Because... They can't just win by cheating. They are a good team, and they are proving it this season. They're number one in the division, and I'm so happy for that because that gives me more points for having another team that's number one in the division. Moving on to the rest of the AL West. At number two, the Oakland Athletics at 46 wins and 33 losses. Number three, the Seattle Mariners at 40 wins and 37 losses. Number four, the Los Angeles Angels at 36 wins and 40 losses. Number five, the Texas Rangers at... 26 wins and 48 losses. Yep, so that is the Nat. So the AL West, the Seattle Mariners are getting more competitive, but I don't know how competitive they're going to get near, come near the end of the season. They are sick. They're basically six games behind the Oakland Athletics for second place right now and behind the Astros by a bunch of games. But they're still doing pretty well. Better than last year, better than the years before. They're doing pretty well. So that's how the AL West is looking like. Let's move on to the National League standings update. All right, all right. So moving on to the National League, starting off with always we, what we do with the NL East. And number one, the New York Mets at 40 wins and 32 losses. The New York Mets have been playing 
excellent baseball right now. They're the really only good team in that division. No other team in that division has a record above 500. Yeah, uh, the New York Mets are, this is the division to win for them. I mean, this is their division to win. They've got Jacob deGrom. They have got uh, this offensive power team, Francisco Lindor, Michael Conforto. They've got Pete Alonso. Now, Lindor has not been really that good offensively, but the Mets are still an attacking force to be reckoned with. They're doing really well, and maybe they'll actually, they'll probably win this division. I thought they'd be a wild card team, but they're probably going to win this division. And Luis Rojas, like my prediction said, would be manager of the year. Anyway, moving on to the rest of the division. Number two, the Washington Nationals at 36 wins, 38 losses. At number three, the Atlanta Braves at 36 wins, 40 losses. And number four, the Philadelphia Phillies at 35 wins, 39 losses. Number five. The Miami Marlins at 33 wins and 43 losses. Uh, the division, the NL East, was expected to be the most toughest division. It is not. It's really just the Mets' division to win. My picks to win the division, the Atlanta Braves. Injury after injury after injury. They wish they still had um, Mark Melanson. And, boy, do they wish they still had Craig Kimbrell because <laughs> Craig Kimbrell used to be on the Braves, and right now he's on the Cubs. He is doing cleaning up work, I am telling you. But the Braves, though, just a bunch of injuries. Ronald Acuna Jr. is really the only guy who's carrying the team. Maybe Freddie Freeman, but Acuna Jr. probably going to be their one, if not their lone all-star this year. They might have another one, depending on how how they choose it. I'll be interested to see who it will be. Probably Marcelo Zuna. But the Braves, though, just a bunch, just plagued by injuries and. I hate to say it, but that happens. Moving on to the NL Central. At number one, ha! I told you all. I told you the Astros were going to be good. I told you the Brewers were going to be good. And guess who's at number one in the NL Central? The Milwaukee Brewers at 44 wins and 33 losses. Ah, you guys better start listening to me more because I'm telling you. I'm telling you, these teams that I'm calling that are still good, like the Brewers and the Astros, are still good. And the Brewers have proved it. Hitching, amazing. They've got Josh Hader and Brandon Woodruff. Hitting, amazing. They've got these guys coming up that are just doing well. Willie Adamas has strengthened the defensive game amazingly. They are playing really, really good baseball right now. The Brewers in first place in the NL Central. And man, I hate tell you, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. And number two will be the, so we'll move on to the rest of the division. Number two will be the Chicago Cubs at 42 wins and 35 losses. Number three, the Cincinnati Reds at 38 wins and 37 losses. Number four, St. Louis Cardinals at 37 wins and 40 losses. Ha! Take that, Cardinals fans. And number five will be the Pittsburgh Pirates at 28 wins and 49 losses. Yep, the Cincinnati Reds doing pretty well, my hometown team. Got an above 500 record. I do not know. I do not know the score from yesterday's game. Uh, they're trying to take the series. They might have not. They probably might have lost the Braves. But I mean, we're doing better than the Cardinals. I'm glad for that. The Cardinals and the Pirates is all I want to do better, and possibly the Cubs. But the Reds, 
doing pretty well. They've got two MVP candidates, Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker. They should both be in the All-Star game. And one of them, if not both, should be starting in the outfield. Just a great plethora of stars around, of young stars around the Reds. But, I mean, bullpen is the only thing that they need to fix because they have been blowing a lot of games lately, and they need to fix it right now. My, I already went over my pick, the Milwaukee Brewers, so we're going to move on to the NL West at number one. Still the San Francisco Giants at 50 wins and 26 losses. The Giants still have four Reds, four former Reds in their rotation and in the bullpen, too. They're just doing excellent. Like, why is it always you go to San Francisco and you just got to be good? And we're like, can you just be good in Cincinnati for like one year? But the Giants, though, doing well, leading that division. It's not an even year, so this is kind of odd for them. Did you get that? Because it's an odd year. Ha ha. You know, a little pun there. Anyway, the Giants, though, hitting wise, good. Pitching wise, good. They are just stacked right now, and they're doing better than the Dodgers. And the Dodgers are supposed to be the best team in baseball. So this is a weird year for just baseball right now, especially with the Giants. Moving on to the rest of the division, number two, the Los Angeles Dodgers at 46 wins and 31 losses. Number three, San Diego Padres at 46 wins and 33 losses. At number four, the Colorado Rockies at 31 wins and 46 losses. And number five will be the Cleveland Browns of the league. The Arizona Diamondbacks at 22 wins and 56 losses. The Arizona Diamondbacks, guess how many games they are behind first place? I'm not, I can't hear you through the podcast, so I'll just tell you. 29 games behind first place. That, to me, if I'm a Diamondbacks fan, I am dropping being a Diamondback, and I'm going straight to being a San Francisco Giant fan because 29 games behind first place. That is really sad. My picks to win the division, San Diego Padres in third place, but still got a winning record just behind the Los Angeles Dodgers by just a little bit. Could catch up to them. Really, I think their starting pitching is depleting a little bit. They need to get a little bit better than that. Bullpen-wise, it's been okay. Probably you need to get better than that too. Offense, though, you're loaded. You're stacked on that. Keep it the way it is. And moving on to the best team in MLB baseball will be... These San Francisco Giants still at a .658 winning percentage. Already talked about them. We're moving on to the statistical up leaders update for this week. This week, I mean last week because it's uh, week 25 and to this week is week 26. Yeah, it, it's confusing. Really confusing. So moving on to the hitting side of statistical leaders. For batting average, it is Michael Brantley with a .349 batting average. He has been playing really well. Should be an all-star starter for the Houston Astros in the all-star game this year. Home runs, you've got Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with 26 at RBIs. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with 64 and stolen bases will be Whit Merrifield with 21. So tell me this. Pitchers... Must not be using sticky substances. Why are you doing sticky substance check? Oh, just because we want to have, you know, better hitting in baseball and, you know, just uh, more more hitting in baseball. Your batting average leader is at 349. Your home run leader is at 26 home runs. 
your RBI's leader is at 64. We are not even 82 games into the season yet, which is halfway, and we might even set records this year for hitting. Michael Brantley has a .349 batting average, the highest I've seen it in years coming to the halfway point of the season. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., the same 26 home runs. When's the last part? When's the last time you've had you've heard of someone who's had at least 30 through the halfway point of the season? John Carlos Stanton in 2017. We do not need to do substance checks for pitchers or say pitchers are ruining the game because they're not. It's the hitters too and the fans. The fans do not want to take the time to sit down and watch a game, and then the hitters always try to go for the long ball and not bat for batting average. Now, the long ball, that's fun to watch. It really is, but fans need to stay and watch. Sit down for a couple of hours of your life. It's not going to kill you. Moving on to the pitching side of the statistics. At wins, we've got Aaron Savali and Kyle Hendricks, both tied with 10. Uh, Aaron Savali pitching really well. Kyle Hendricks also. And I Kyle Hendricks is kind of sneaky this season. It will be interesting to see how he does. ERA, we've got Jacob DeGrom at an 0.69. See, we're setting history records in hitting, and we're setting record history records in pitching. Jacob DeGrom might set a new ERA record, and guess what they're going to do? They're probably going to move the mound back. You're going to make the mound higher or make the mound lower. They're going to, you know... Uh, Give the hitters a better chance. Well, guess what? We're setting hitting records right now. What's the point? Baseball is kind of even-even. Pitchers are not ruining it. Jacob DeGrom is making history. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is making history. That just happens. You're going to make history. It's just going to happen. Bob Gibson's, uh, when he ha- had a new ERA record, at a 1.12, the second lowest in MLB history, they lowered the mound. I cannot imagine what Rob Manfred is going to do to MLB baseball if Jacob DeGrom has an ERA below one. I just can't imagine. He's probably going to move the mound back. Check for sticky substances, you know, all the time. But it's, a, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous because they're both on each side doing really well. They're just... People just don't want to watch baseball anymore. People don't want to sit down and waste two hours of their life watching a game. But yet they'll watch him, but yet they'll watch football because that's action packed. What more can you get the action packed of baseball? It's going to be a slow game. How can people watch golf? Golf is not action packed at all whatsoever unless. Unless you enjoy it as a sports fan like me. I enjoy watching golf sometimes because it's calm, it's refreshing, and it's amazing to see what people can do (coughs) with a club and a ball just to see how they do, just to see how they do and how good they are at it. Moving on to the rest of the statistics at, at strikeouts will be Shane Bieber at 130. Bieber still on the IL, but still holds that record. Walks, hits per innings pitch, or as I like to call it, whip. It will be Jacob DeGrom with an 0.53, and I've already talked about him. And last but not least will be saves. Mark Melanson back on top with 23. He ho- he hopefully will be an all-star, and I would like to see him be an all-star because he has really turned his career around. 
Moving on to games to watch for today's game, for Monday's games, not Sunday's games. So, let's look at these games to watch. At number one will be the Mets at the Nationals at 7.05 p.m. Uh, for the Mets, it will be Jared Eikhoff, who is 0-0 with, an, with an 0 ERA and 3 Ks going up against... To be determined for the Nationals, they have not uh, sent out a viable starter yet. They have not sent out a solid starter yet that they're going to have out there. I know the Nationals don't have that good of a record, but this was the only game that, that I could find. This is one of only games that I could find that were going to be competitive, and I do think it's going to be competitive. Even though the Nationals do not have a winning record, they're still second place in the division behind the Mets. And... I think it's just going to be fun to watch, see how both teams do, and uh, see offenses explode because the Nationals' offense is pretty good as well. Number two for games to watch will be the Chicago Cubs at the Milwaukee Brewers at 8, 10 p.m. For Chicago, it is to be determined. They have not announced the starter yet. For Milwaukee, it will be Freddie Peralta, who is 7-2, with a 2.11 ERA and 114 Ks. Should be a good game to watch. I think it's going to be a pitching duel no matter who the Cubs send out there. Uh, it's going to be all Freddie Peralta. He's a Cy Young candidate this year. He's pitching really well, turning around his career, and he's looking like the Freddie Peralta that the hype was coming around when he came up as a rookie. So, And I think it's going to be a good series to watch as well. Good game to watch. Should be close because, again, this is between two team, two top teams in the division the Cubs and the Brewers, and it's just like the next game we're going we're gonna to see. The number three game here will be the Giants at the Dodgers at 10.10 p.m. For San Francisco and out L.A., both of them have not announced their starters yet, is to be determined, but still should be a good game no matter who the starters are. Offenses should explode. Top two teams in that division, and, of course, the Giants are the, are the top team in all of MLB baseball. So that does it for this week. Again, people, if you are a true sports fan, you will enjoy sports in every aspect that there may be, no matter how how you know action packed it is or how action impacted it might not be. Um, just enjoy sports for what it is. People doing their best to accomplish something that they've spent their life's goal on. Professional athletes do that all the time. And when you say that I don't want to take the time to sit down and watch a two-hour baseball game, that's kind of like a slap in the face to them because they have been training their lives just to be a professional athlete. They deserve respect from us because mo some of them do res deserve respect for us. Now, I'll go into cases where sometimes they shouldn't, but take the time to watch stuff. Take the time to watch sports because sports molded this country too. And it we need sports in this country to keep us going. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for your support. 25 episodes of my podcasting career, the 25th episode of this podcast. We're going to be going into week number 26, halfway through the MLB year. And I'll see you then. Thank you.